When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Folks, if you'd like a copy of my best-selling first book, Tales of a First Round Nothing, head on over to ecwpress.com. If you'd like a copy of my second book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to www.flankerpress.com. If you'd like either copy personalized, just add a note. Thanks for listening to my podcast, and happy reading. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 164B of Tales with TR. I'm your host, and I'm all you're going to hear today, Terry Ryan Jr., Um, because I don't have a guest. And uh, what can I say? George Street Fun was a, a George Street Fest was a lot of fun. Well, George Street Fun. There you go. Um, but before I get into it, yeah, it was hard for me to schedule a guest this week, guys. I uh, my buddy Taran Sandwith, who's not left yet, you know the Sandman. If you listen to this show at all, um, he took his mom and dad, his two daughters, Daisy and Coco, his mom Glenn, his dad, or his mom's Debbie, his dad's Glenn. And his sister, Deanna, they all came over. And, of course, it was George Street Festival week. And the way that goes is that from Thursday till Wednesday, there's basically three bands a day. And, um, you know, the downtown's all shut off anyway with a pedestrian walk, no vehicles in the summer. And it's just a great atmosphere. And for the most part, it was great weather. Uh so I knew that'd be happening. I also got a buddy getting married, Jordan Escott, uh, played on the Newfoundland Growlers this year, good friend of mine. And uh, I knew Third Eye Blind, Alex LeCavier is the bass player. Third Eye Blind had left me, or he did, but they all came out afterwards. 
tickets on on Wednesday. So I knew that that was going to be a late one. If any of them were going to be late, that was going to be. And um, we ended up, it's funny. Anyway, we, we ended up having a great time all week. I'll tell you about the, 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 the night we met Alex after the show and everything in a second. But it was just really hectic. And at the same time, I've been in nine till three every day this week working at Ice Dogs Hockey School with Wally Bray. A lot of people ask me why I don't have my own hockey schools. Well, I'd love to, but it's hard for me to plan anything. My income is basically, you know, it's uh, acting and it's podcasting and it's, well, I can get around that. So I can do that whenever I want, I guess, as I'm doing right now. Uh, but, you know, public speaking, I had to go next week to uh, Victoria and I'm doing a golf tournament. But, you know, appearances kind of thing. It's a golf tournament. And then I believe I'm going to sing some songs with the band. And, you know, whoever I golf with, I'll probably be telling stories and that sort of thing. I'm sure they want more Ted Hitchcock and less Terry Ryan kind of thing. So, but that happens. And I don't know really when it's going to happen. And I can't turn them down. Well, I, I can, but I don't. For the most part, if I can do it, I, you know, because... When you're doing these things, you don't have a regular nine to five. Uh, the only thing really regular, quote unquote, uh, is my podcast. And, and still, I can do that two in the morning if I want. So it's not like I got to be anywhere nine to five. You know what I mean? But um, I still have to put out two a week. Like, again, I don't have to, but I do. I know you guys are used to that. And this is not only late, but I have no guests. But it's hard, it's hard to plan a guest when you know all those things are happening, right? So unless I get someone off the fly, um, on the fly, off the fly, on the fly, you know, it's it's rather difficult, I suppose, to do. Now, that being said, I could have worked a little harder and said, you know, okay, Friday, it's over Wednesday. Friday, maybe I can pull it off, but we... Uh, yeah, I knew I had this hockey school and everything else. So right now, hockey school just ended. I'm coming back. My daughter needs a ride up the road. I'm going to skate at 6 to 7, and then uh, we're going to the Barbie movie. Or Indiana Jones. Of course, I'd prefer Indiana Jones. But I hear the Barbie movie isn't really that bad. Now, I've heard that from people that would never go to the Barbie movie. They're only doing it for what the reasons I am, either their significant other or their daughter. Or son or whoever. I mean, I don't know. I get myself in hot water because I'm explaining the Barbie movie. To each their own. Hopefully lots of really masculine, manly men love it. I'm just saying for me, I never really grew up loving Barbie. I knew Barbie and Ken just because it was impossible to miss that ship. Like I knew Legos. Like, you know, I was never really big into Legos. I knew they were on the go. Um, Dungeons and Dragons. I knew it was happening. Um, but I just wasn't into it. But could I go to the Dungeons and Dragons movie? I think so. I don't think you got to know all about the game. Um, you know, I went to see Blade. Blade was Wesley Snipes back in the day. It was the first real movie I remember that was comic book that I went to against my will because I didn't know anything about Blade. But it was not bad. So, point being, I don't know, Barbie movie got pretty great reviews, to be honest. And a bunch of friends I know that have gone to see it. That's the best compliment of some guys that I know that could could give, you know what I mean? T-Bone, 
is not as bad as you think. Um, so I'm going to take that as a thumbs up. I've read a lot of reviews that uh, say it's a pretty good movie. So I'm going to go to it. But basically, if my daughter wanted to go to, you know, all the movies over the years, Frozen, I don't fucking know, Chicken Run, Coco, although Coco was, uh, I really enjoyed that either way. Anyhow, that's what we're doing tonight. But I do. she does like Indiana Jones movies, and uh, that's playing. So hopefully Barbie's sold out and we can go to that. Crossing my fingers. But if not, that's it. And then uh, tomorrow is Jordy's wedding, Jordan Escott. That should be fun. I know Tyler Toffoli and Ryan O'Reilly are going to be here. He played with them in um, prep school, I guess you could say. And... Uh, I haven't met the boys, so that'll that'll be interesting. And you know, Jordy, Jordan Escott's great hockey player. You know, growing up, he checked all the boxes. Uh, under seventeen, assistant captain of the team, got drafted into the queue of the like Team Atlantic. I mean, I got drafted into the queue and did fairly well. And but his uh, his dad had a company, Crown Cabinets here has a company, and Jordan, you know, had been working with them. You know, ever since he could really, you know, just helping him out and stuff. They grew up around it, you know, so Jordan knew the business. So sometimes hockey's not the most important if you see that you have a future, um, you know, helping run a company, which is exactly what he's doing now. But Jordy played, uh, so in 2013, um, I've told you about the Newfoundland Senior Hockey League, and, you know, it's a great league. It, it was uh, firing on full cylinders then couple of him or three or four imports per team and uh you know it was a well-paid league for senior hockey people would fly in on the weekends everything else jordan had just gotten back from playing junior a in amherst this last year as a 20 he played junior a and uh you know he's just a some of the best hands i've seen but he plays been playing senior hockey for 10 years ever since that we won it. We won the herder with the conception-based CBs. The story's in my first book uh, in 2013. And Jordy was on our team, one of our better players. He was just a skinny little kid just out of junior, but uh, now, you know, he's 31. And he, you know, he'd been playing senior, the odd-scoring championship, you know, just one of the best players on the island. Um, pro or not pro, you know, just a real good player. So he went and walked on. So he did... I mean, he threw it out there last summer, and we were like, yeah, of course, go try out if you can get an actual tryout. And he walked on and made the Newfoundland Growlers, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs double affiliate, the East Coast League team. So, you know, and a lot of people look, he didn't play a lot, but I mean, you know, guys are under contract with the Leafs and the Marlies and everything else. Like, you know, the fact that he even made the team was above and beyond anybody's beliefs uh, other than his maybe or or beliefs or uh the wrong word to use expectation and i mean i i told if you told me that jordan escott you know was going to play in the east coast league i'd say okay for sure he'd do well i'm not saying that i didn't think he would just giving this situation it just was a bit of a surprise you know he's been running his dad's company for uh 
well, I guess they run it together for uh, the last decade or close to. Um, anyway, there's more to that story. I hope to get him on here sometime, maybe after his wedding. But uh, yeah, Jordy is uh, a great guy, phenomenal hockey player, and his wedding is, or his, yeah, his wedding's tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to that. But then Sunday will be a bit of a recovery day, and then I'm off into St. John, New Brunswick from Monday until Sunday for the Ball Hockey National Championships. So if you're in and around that area, come on down to the rink, take in a game. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be at the rink most of the days. I'm playing for two different Newfoundland teams, the Legends team and the Masters team. And, um, you know, I'm going to be doing some podcasts from there. And uh, anyway, I look forward to seeing people. I think I got a, a bit of a live Q&A set up at the rink. So, by all means, come say hi. So, anyway, I'll get back. Just uh, sum up the George Street Festival. So, what nights did I go? I went to Alan Doyle on Friday night. I went to Loud Luxury on Saturday night. On Tuesday, we went to the uh, Irish Descendants in Shanigannuck. That was pretty wild. That's Newfoundland bands. Then it was uh, the street was just hopping. And earlier that day, I'd taken Sandman and his family and Penny Lane out on a boat tour. She might have seen if you followed along with my Instagram, Terry Ryan twenty twenty. And uh, we had a great time. And it was so the guy, our tour guide on the boat was Mark Hiscock, and he plays. He's one of the lead singers in Shanigannuck. So it was wild. Uh, you know, he literally took us in that day and then we all went down and saw him up on stage doing his thing and of course Wednesday was Matt Mays opening for Third Eye Blind so uh, those that don't know Matt Mays oh he's right up there he's another uh, real good Canadian act uh, check out two songs let me think let me think On the Hood and Cocaine Cowgirl there you go check those out and uh, go from there he's got lots of good ones those are my two favorite um and Third Eye Blind. So, yeah, Alex LeCavier sent me a message. Alex lives in San Francisco. His parents are from Montreal. And anyway, follows along. Keeps He's got close Canadian roots and follows along with hockey and all things hockey. So he'd seen Shorzy and Spit and Chicklets. And he sent me a message and actually said, you know, if you guys want tickets, you know, I'll put six there on the VIP for you. So I took uh, took my buddies down, my dad. And uh, to uh, not only a free free show, but uh, VIP tickets. So it was, listen, we, 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 with access to like a really cool bar and sight line because it gets packed down there. It was a real, real, real awesome time. So not only thank you to Alex for that, but uh, we went. And I knew afterwards was going to be a zoo, right? Because the, the Wednesday usually, it usually all culminates with a really big band. You know, the quote unquote best band of the uh, I hate using the word best, but, you know, Third Eye Blind got many, many big-time hits. They're definitely the most successful band of the bunch. Um, now, every night was awesome, and I really appreciate all the acts. Just saying. If you lived through the 90s and early 2000s, and even now, they're still putting out some great stuff. But, you know, they were one of the premier bands on the planet during that time. And um, even Jared Kiso, uh, you know, he really turned me on to a lot of their stuff. I mean, I lived through the hits. But they've got an album. My favorite would be Blue. So check that out. It's, um, you know, I'm sure most of the people I'm talking to know who the fuck Third Eye Blind are. 
But if you want another second deep dive, it really is a fantastic album, and I'd been listening to it all week on Kiso's recommendation. Uh, he said that they were one of his favorite bands ever and really his favorite in high school, which were very formative years. That's his words. So anyway, it was a real honor to meet the boy. And, you know, I, I've got a fondness. I had all their albums. I had Blue. I just never went back. Ever, ever buy an album at the time? Uh, and, or a disc, you know, when I say album, I mean, a lot of people associate the word album with, like, record. With, with but, you know, it's all... I'm saying the album even now comes out on Spotify. You know, I'm saying the start to finish the album. I like records, vinyl records, because of the two sides. So, like Paul Romanek and I were talking about, back in the day, they would kind of structure an album around, you know, which five or six songs to put on each side of the album, which order to put them in and everything. And that kind of is lost now. But anyway, when I say album, I mean the construction, the, the constructed piece finished i can listen to the songs in order chronological order start to finish and that can be a cd tape vinyl record or a you know digital version so anyway i knew that it would be a zoo wherever we went so i figured let's pick a place that has a patio that's like as far you know, on one of the ends of the spectrum of George Street, because the middle is going to be packed. So we went to Kelly's Pub, which is a nice little Irish pub. And it's big in there, and it's bigger for downtown. And uh, it's got a patio, and it's on the very limit of the George Street Festival, uh, the boundary. So I figured of the chaos, that would be the least chaos there, and I was right. So we went down, we sat in the corner, uh, a few of my buddies and um, my dad, and sure enough, Alex and uh, a couple of the other guys from Third Eye Blind came down. And uh, we actually had an awesome conversation. My dad told a lot of stories, told uh, Alex and company the uh, the Dennis Poffin story. And I shouldn't, I want to, I want to, I shouldn't just say the guys from um Third Eye Blind. I mean, I met them. Their names were Brad. Actually, I'll just type it into my... Brad, Chris, and Colin. Brad Hargreaves, Chris Reed, Colin Creve. So these guys came out with us. And they had some awesome stories about uh, touring on the road. And, you know, just generally... Generally you know, different cities that they'd been to, different crowd reactions. Uh, you know, some of it's a blur, right? I always find that, like, if, if I if I found traveling for hockey to be um, sometimes mesmerizing from the point of view that, you know, you're just in so many different places and it just seems like a blur. Like, the whole world seems, like, uh, at the same time, huge and tiny. It's just like you go place after place after place and... I enjoyed meeting so many people, but to see so many like community ecosystems in action in such a little amount of time, it starts to feel almost other surreal. Isn't the word I'm looking for, but it, but it's, it feels 
repetitively overwhelming because I love visiting places, but I don't want to be in somewhere for one day. I like to enjoy, well, these guys fly in, like do a show and fly out often. So they're not even seeing the landscape of the place, at least, you know, before in my hockey travels, even in the NHL, I know you'll see the eight games, but you know, I was there, I sat out, I was there for a lot more than you got your exhibition. And so I got to see these places like Nashville. I didn't really realize till we went back last year, how cool Nashville was. Cause I didn't really get to hang and drink on Broadway. We went in and we went out. So I had an idea about Nashville from the crowd and the music that they played. I sat out there. So I went and had some food. I'm talking 20 years ago. Um, but, you know, I hadn't had the flavor of Nashville. Well, they were telling me some stories where they fly into, I don't know, Roanoke or something. And, you know, I just, that came off the top of my head. I don't know. They were, they were mentioning a bunch of places. I mean, they played all over the world. You know, they fly in, literally just fly in, go right to the venue, do the concert. How you doing, Roanoke? Whatever, and, and then get right back on the plane and gone. That must start to seem, I mean, I know that's kind of quote unquote rock star life, but it must seem, I don't know, monotonous or like I said, I can't find a word for it, but it's, uh, you know, there's just a lot happening. You, you definitely don't get to absorb the places that you go to. So it was an honor that they came out because the boys were leaving at like five. They had to be at the airport, I think at five. So they had to get up at three thirty or four. Um, in the morning. So <laughs> to, you know, if you, if you, if you see a band like that, come out and have beers after a show they do or a festival, it means they're really taking in your town because they can't do it every time. There's just too many dates. Right. And they were out so early, but you know, so it meant a lot to me to see them come out and take in the George street festival. Uh, and of course, listen to my dad, tell the Danny Poffin story, and, uh, you know, my buddy Connor, who I've talked about, told you guys about the Noel Gallagher story and the uh, Lionel Richie story. Well, Connor was with me, so he has another rock uh, rock legend kind of story to tell now. But anyway, thanks. I really appreciate it, Alex. I know you're listening. And uh, that was a great time. And I will certainly give you a heads up when I come out your way, when I come out west. And I hope we our, our paths cross again. A real, real nice guy. And, uh, you know, you forget how many people are paying attention from all over the world, right? Alex lives in Hermosa Beach or close to, and, uh, well, my buddy Teddy Purcell lives there, but you know, that's, that's out LA way. So it's not like we, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that I don't go to LA. It happens, especially since hockey opened that door. And, uh, I just mean it's, it couldn't be any further away on our continent. I'm, I'm live five minutes from the easterly most point in North most easterly point in North America being Cape Spear. And, um, so yeah, for most people from here, although we see LA on TV and all that, it's, 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 uh, you know, most people here, their, their mental picture is painted from what they see on TV or hear in music. Uh, and there's so much more to California, it's just, it, it's so far out there. It almost seems to me like a, when I go out there and it's, it, it's usually rushed and um, it's everything I thought it was going to be, everything I think it is. 
but it just seems like you're on another planet. I mean that for anybody from there as a compliment, as a compliment. Uh, but it's just a different vibe and most people here haven't been there. And uh, like I said, it's, it feels like another planet. So to know that you've got people watching and absorbing Shorzy and spitting chiclets and all that, just like we would right here, uh, you know, or you would in Toronto or wherever in Canada, it's uh it's a wild thing. I find that in I, I, I just find it <laughs> wild is the best way I can put it. I just never saw it coming. Um you know, from the point of view of, of an actor. From from hockey, I, I I think I expected it. It was in the back of my mind as a kid, you know, to play and even though I was completely humbled when I stepped onto the ice in Montreal. In the back of my mind, I was going to be a hockey player. So if I make the NHL, hey, the LA Kings are in the league, you know? Not in a cocky way, just like it was there in my head as a possibility. I set goals and dreams as a kid. And, of course, you take the ball or the puck as you're shooting it in the net. You picture yourself in these situations. Well, I never even pictured myself being an actor. So to picture acting and having it received in Southern California is, yes, quite wild um so thanks a lot alex i appreciate it new customers download the DraftKings sportsbook app and use promo code thpn bet just five dollars to score 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly that's promo code thpn only at DraftKings sportsbook gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in massachusetts call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org in New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See draftkings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10 plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Even if you're not going on vacation, summer's all about a vacation state of mind. Whether I'm checking out some of TR's music recommendations, throwing on my own summer playlist, or listening to other shows on my favorite hockey podcast network, I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. There's so much going on all summer, sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people, or to stay calm with some guided meditation. I recently got to see Blink-182 in concert, and since then they've been my go-to summer listening. And let me tell you, Raycons are the best way to listen to some Blink-182. And here's why. You can use the earbud tap functions to toggle between three customizable sound profiles, including noise isolation and awareness mode. Better yet, Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, including 8 hours of playtime, so that you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. They come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit, and they start at half the price of other premium audio brands, and they sound just as good. 
And if that's still not enough for you, Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, Tales with TR listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Now, I uh, got to go drive my daughter here pretty soon, so I want to answer a couple of questions at least. So I literally just got this question at hockey school. Uh, Tom Wilson just signed for seven years, $6.5 million. Terry, do you think that's a good signing? Well, look, you know that I think that Tom Wilson is a very valued player, right? I mean, he's won the Stanley Cup uh, a couple of years ago when he was cooking. He had uh, 28 goals, I believe, 50, 52, 55 points, something like that. So not quite a point a game, but 15 maybe points less than a point a game. I think he played 70-odd games that year. So, you know, I think he makes up for those 15 points in 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 hits, the odd fight, intimidation factor, and defense. Because, you know, I don't put him as Patrice Bergeron, but when you're that big and you're that you have that much of an impact, you know, you're you're defensive without even knowing it half the time. Like someone gets the puck coming through the neutral zone, I'm not kind of I'm not going to go towards Tom Wilson if I can do anything about it. If I have any any route whatsoever that's slightly easier, I'll take it. Right, and everybody. So Tom Wilson, guys like that, often you don't see their defensive impact because it lies in the heads of the other players of the opposing players. Um, every hit that he makes, I don't even care if it's in the neutral zone or the offensive zone. That's a bit of defense, right? I consider that defense. Uh, and, you know, he's not bad in his own end. So the only question I would have with it is is length of the contract. It's seven years, and I love players that put their body on the line every night. I certainly do. I respect it more than any other part of the game, I think, because I know how hard it is as an ex-player to do that. I know that if I'm on a good line and I can, you know, see the ice well with one of my teammates, I could probably be on the power play, pass, shoot, you know, score, get the odd assist. I know there's a bit of pressure when you have to score, but I just mean when you add the physical element in and then the expectation of the physical element, it's just, it's a lot harder. That's why he went in the first round. Someone that can get moderate points and be that intimidating, I believe, is still a first-round pick. Size matters. Size matters. So 6.5 for Tom million, Tom Wilson, I don't think is that bad of a contract. Seven years now. I'll have to see how it's structured. I'm guessing top-heavy. So by the end years, he's probably making a million or two. Um, so then, you know, why does he go down the cap at every year? But look, it's proven, at least with this one, it's proven. You've seen him. The year that they won the cup, even though I remember he was suspended once or twice, and he does get suspended, but still, when you play against him, it's a huge presence. Who's a good scorer that shoots right? I'm trying to think. That's a lot smaller. Let's say Alex Dabrinkit. I think Dabrinkit plays center, though, doesn't he? But any, anyway, let's just say, just for, for, just forward, right-shooting players. 
Okay, I'm coming up with the puck. Or even I'm at the center ice base up, okay? Now, I, I'm telling you, 10 out of 10, I don't care how much Debrinket scores. I don't care how much. 10 out of 10, I'd rather line up against him than Tom Wilson. Not because I'm scared, just because no, I know I'll do better. I'll say, you know what? We got to stick to Debrinket tonight. Because this is going to be an opportunity to get some chances. Just on size alone, it's physics. But if I'm playing against Tom Wilson, I know that that's probably not going to be an easy task. Uh, it's going to be harder. Right? If I'm playing with Tom Wilson, the odds are he's playing with a couple of other guys cut from the same cloth. So, you know, I know scoring lines can... Stick handle in a phone booth and stick it up your fucking ass. Get it back again and go in and take it shelf. I know that. But, you know, a, a defensive line that can score the odd goal, that hits well, they'll wear you the fuck down. And often, often, there's lots of those guys on the Stanley Cup champs. Look at it every year. Look at every fucking champion. And again, he is a champion. And what are you paying for? You want to win the cup? Okay, this is what I think I got to do. This is what I think I got to do. Well, the team that signed him saw him do it. When they won the cup, I love Ovi. Um, who was the goalie that year? Oh, God, I forget his name. Anyway. Anyway. anyway he, I got to look it up. I got to look it up, don't I? But, uh, you know, there's lots of great players. But I just know they wouldn't have won it without Ovi, but they wouldn't have won it without Tom Wilson either. Right? Let me see that team. I'm curious now, the year they won the Cup. Okay, 21 games played, so it must have been in 17-18. Oh, yeah, Kuznetsov. Forgot he had 83 points that year. Um, You know, Backstrom, Carlson, Oshie. Niskanen was great that year. Orloff, forgot they had Orloff that year. But Tom Wilson, 78 games, 14 goals, 21 assists, 35 points, 187 minutes. Right? Like, and you remember those playoffs as much as I do. If any hockey fans out there that, that were following the game five years ago, Tom Wilson had a lot to do with that. Every night watching the playoffs, he did something. It might be hit someone with their head down, but it didn't have to be. And I don't mean it was in the paper the next day something. I just mean listen to the announcers when he's playing, right? Watch these games of, of, of playoff teams that go a long way. And the names that you often hear aren't names that you hear all year long lighting the lamp. They're guys that just give it. They're, they're usually someone that gets an opportunity to, to get out there and, and work hard for the team, put the body on the line, and new heroes step up every year like that as much as new heroes step up in other categories, like Aiden Hill this year, the goalie. Came out of nowhere, right? I think Jonathan Marchessault you could put in that category. I mean, he is a real, real good player, and I respect him as a player. But didn't you think, watching, that he really came out this year into his own? I mean, he's into his own is the wrong word. He was already an established player, but you know that he blossomed in this year's playoffs. And I don't mean just on by by scoring the points that he did. I mean putting himself in those. He's not a big guy, 
But, man, he finished hits. He blocked shots. He's The goals that he got, a lot of them were from one foot in front of the net. Right? Joe Pavelski's like that. People say he's a great, great tip in the puck, best hand-eye. Yeah, but he's good because he goes to that area, though. He takes the cross-checks. Right? Joe Pavelski. And, and I know, okay, you might say, well, Dallas didn't make, didn't get to the cup final. No, but there's fucking 32 teams in the league. There's levels of success, and you can elevate your team. You don't have to win the cup every time. But a guy like Pavelski is a fucking playoff guy because even in the regular season, he's going to those areas. He's tipping the puck. He's get, taking the cross check. In order to, to have the hand eye to tip the puck, you got to go to that fucking area. And a lot of people don't. You're a Habs fan? When was the last time you saw Jonathan Drouin do that? How many tips do you see him get? Because he doesn't go there. Right? Some people are fucking so deadly on the outside that they don't have to. He's not one of them. I might put Cole Caulfield there, but I think Caulfield got a little bit more balls. You know, I mean, he's good on the side of the net, on the power play and everything. And, you know, he's getting the zone. He's going to look for space. I'm not saying everybody got to go in front of the net and be a meatball. But when you add that to your resume, when you go in front of that fucking net, now, pitcher Pavelski and everything I just talked about and how ballsy he is for going there and going to the right areas. Now, look at Tom Wilson, another right-handed shot. Now, not only does he go there, he'll go there and rip your fucking head off, shit down your neck, take the five-minute fucking penalty and come out and score a goal. Hit everybody on your team, challenge the bench. Yeah, he might get suspended the odd time, but he's proven. So, God, I hate looking at those posts on Instagram and everything else. You know, the kid asked me on the ice. I didn't even know he signed. And I went and looked at, you know, the posts from Sportsnet on Twitter Twitter and Instagram and all these comments under the big fucking meatball, worst contract in history. No, it's not. 6.5. Now, the later part of that contract, I don't see a guy like Tom Wilson I wouldn't see me neither if I was in that position at 29, making it all that way. From Eric Lindros to Shea Weber, long fucking contracts to guys that deserve the money but put their body on the line every night aren't a great idea, I don't think. But now, in my mind, a lot of this is back pay because you've won it, so we're going to give you a little bit more. I shouldn't say back pay, but Local, uh, like a player would give a team a, a discount. Sometimes a team is loyal the other way. You know what? Tom is worth 6.5, which he fucking is. So let's give him another couple of years under the contract. Now, by that time, maybe you pull a fucking Leafs with Matt Murray and uh, put him on the longtime IR. But that's only if he's injured. The only reason I'm saying that is because I know how he plays the fucking game. Plays with a passion. Now, you never know. Maybe he's still going then. Look at Lucic. He signed a fucking seven years ago for an overwhelmingly good contract for a player like that. But there's a lot of similarities. And Lucic puts his body on the line every night. I mean, he fights more than anything. I think he fights more now than... Or at least is available for it. Like you talk about him now as a fighter. He came in, it was like he would give you 30 and he might fight somebody. But now he's taking his role as a as a fourth liner, grinder, fighter, and he's still doing it. So I could be proven wrong. 
Just saying, I'd be wary on those long contracts for guys that play with so much goddamn passion. But do I have a problem with it? No, I don't. Maybe that's me being old school. Maybe that's the 90s hockey in me. Maybe that's the loyal teammate in me. But when I see that the Washington Capitals, the team that he plays on and won a Stanley Cup for, and is part of the chemistry of the room, and a guy who's about to become the biggest scorer of all time likes him and thinks that he's part of that, an important part of that dressing room, then I'm fucking signing him. You don't think Ovechkin knew about that? Think about that other thing. For everything you're saying, they wouldn't have signed him if Ovechkin didn't want to do it. Now, there's one of the best players ever. If it's some other team that doesn't know the difference, okay, now you start going, okay, you got to look at it a little bit closer. But this is the team he won with. It's already proven. He's in the dress. He knows everybody. They know him. In other words, they both know things that we don't. Way more. So we can sit here and speculate and dissect it all up. You don't fucking know. Maybe Ovechkin gave gave him a call. Be in the brass. In any case, look at me. I got to one question. I got to drive my daughter now up to her friends. Are you ready to go, Penny Lane? Here, come on over for a second. And a question for you. Now, Penny Lane, she's been to Montreal this summer. Her team, Newfoundland, you guys beat Montreal. And you lost to one Montreal team, one against another. Now, you've been at home playing for Mount Pearl. You had about three games left. What do you guys, uh, how do you think the playoffs look? Um... Well, I think we have a chance to win because we're leading, but we have a couple like teams that we always lose or beat by one. But I, I do think that we can, we can win. I think the big thing, they, uh, you, you guys get a great league because there's a lot of parity. I don't know if you know what that word means, but it means anybody can beat anybody on a given night. There are teams, the team you played yesterday, CBS, they are in the basement, but still, they can still beat the best team. It's not like they're that far off the grid. So I think that you guys got to work hard, be on the same page. But you've got great coaching. How is your attitude going in? You you guys think you can do it? And what do you think? What specific parts of the game do you think you guys have to work on? And you specifically, in order if you want to win? Um, I'll go with all of us and then what I think I'll work on. I think we have to work on... Um, our midfield a little bit because sometimes we give the ball up too easily or if it's 50-50 balls, we don't go for it. And we just watch some of the, like the other team dribble through us and just get through our our midfield. And I think that I can, I remember last night, we always want to shoot it when we can, but I can like look for my teammates and they can look for me. We have to work on looking for each other way better. Like if we're in front of the net, and there's a player right there, but you have someone on the wing, just pass, make the easy pass. You don't have to shoot it, lose the ball, or if, you know. No, that's 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 great. And I think one thing, and you know that I support you. For those out there, I'm not a father that comes home and goes like, you should have done this. Now get in your room, drop and give me 20. Never, ever, if we talk about it, it's light. I think you might agree with me. I think a couple breakaways lately, maybe you got to get it off faster. Last night, I think if you shot that one a little quicker, it was going in. You know the one I'm talking about? Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, as I say that, you're a far better player than I ever was, but I just think maybe 
you with that boot, you get in by the top of the 18, and and I think I think you're safe to shoot it from there on anybody. What do you think? Yeah, it's just my coaches always say that I work faster than my brain. So when I run, I kind of just don't think about it. And I'm just going so fast that I, I think I just have to slow down and relax when I'm on the top of the 18. But I'm going so fast that I just I just keep going. Now, that's not a bad thing because as my coach Bob Laux used to say, when I would do, I was fiery as a player as well. Sometimes my legs would be working faster than my head. And he'd say, look, Terry, I'd rather try to get a horse back into the burn than have a horse that didn't want to leave the burn in the first place. In other words, like it's good to be energetic and, and almost so into the moment that you overreact rather than under. And I don't mean temper. I just mean when you got the ball like that, you're the same way. Like you're going a million miles an hour and you're trying to blast it through there, but you just got to breathe a little bit, but that comes with experience. And, uh, you know, I think you're a great player and I really do. I'm not saying it because you're here, but I think that you guys have a team to win it. And some of the, I've been in Mount Pearl for a long time. I think you've got multiple players on your team that are all time top from Mount Pearl. And you guys get a chance with this team and the provincial team. Is there anything else you want to say, uh, before we go? Um, I think that concludes it. I think I think we've spoken about everything that. Yeah. What about uh, what are some goals this year? You're going into grade eight. Um, we're going to go on a trip soon. We might go down to see Messi or Christine Sinclair. Um, are you looking forward to grade eight? And if so, are you going to play basketball again? Um. Yeah, I'm looking forward to grade eight and I will play basketball because I love basketball and I love soccer. Basketball is like my school sport. They both are school sports, but basketball is like all year and soccer is just for one like tournament. But basketball is really fun and it's a good team team sport. I love uh, that most of you guys play both soccer and basketball because they're two of my uh, favorite sports to watch. I tell you that, that's for sure. And uh, I'm looking forward to Looking forward to seeing you guys more and more as the years go by and the months go by. But right now, Penny Lane, we're going to drive you up to your friend Julia's. And uh, I'm going to come back here and clean up and um, get all my ducks in a row. Get ready to leave you again for another week next week. And uh, hit St. John, New Brunswick. But of course, I'm still on my athletic path as well. I'm 46 years old, talking to a 13-year-old. Look at that. Uh, but I'll have to stop soon. Peter Pan got to grow up at some point, eh? Hey? <laughs> okay. Well, I suppose so. Hey, look good, feel good, play good. Look young, feel young, play young. Anyway, I got to go. Um, folks, this has been episode 164B featuring Terry and Penny Lane Ryan uh, for your downtown St. John's. And you want to go for a beer. You just want to have a coffee with a nice atmosphere and an old cool bar, why don't you check out Trinity Pub? Check out TJ's Pub, The Bull and Barrel, Greensleeves Pub, The Martini Bar, or Rob Roy Confusion. I like to go to all those places, but the whole street is packed with lots of fun and adventure. If I'm going to go for a bite to eat, I do it at Merchant Tavern, Blue on Water, or Wedgwood Cafe on Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Avenue. Check those places out. They're my three favorite places to eat in the city. 
But of course, if you're downtown St. John, support local. There's lots of awesome places to get a bite or a drink. If you want to work out, you want to change your life, strength and balance for the body and mind, rope walk lane, power conditioning, look no further. It uh, certainly is everything it's hyped up to be. I'm living proof. And Penny Lane will be starting there in September. Strength and balance for the body and mind, power conditioning. If you're looking to go to Mr. Lube, there's two locations. One is on Torbay Road. One is on Cam Mount Road. Live, laugh, lube. Pitbull Pain Relief, the power sticks that just don't quit. I use them every day. Pitbullpainrelief.com. Check it out. See what all the fuss is about. And, of course, True Hockey, take what's yours. Folks, I'll be back in just a few days from St. John, New Brunswick. And uh, next time, I will have a guest. Thanks for listening. This has been Tales with TR-164B. I'll catch you guys on The Rebound in just a few days. Bye.